I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics' Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere. You know, the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics' beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples. And so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Bark, bark, bark. Guys, I cannot believe that I scored this interview of the century with someone who I've known. God, Kate, I feel like we've known each other through, was it Defamer? Or yeah. Tumblr? Um, it was, it was your glory days in, on, uh, the Gawker blogs. Um, was that defamer? Yeah, that was, I mean, I was the West coast editor for basically all like the video content. Yes, exactly. Too. I remember the videos and, uh, people sending. this is like pre-Twitter, uh, right. I mean, yeah, I remember people sending them to me and who were obsessed with, you and the videos and uh thinking they were great and yeah we've been friends on the internet for years for years um you guys this is kate arthur who is the editor at large for variety she is one vanderpump rules moment i think everyone knows right now may not know you're responsible for is the interview you did with alex baskin that got the uh, like news of a potential major twist happening at the end of the episode, which I was satisfied by. Were you? I, 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 yes. I mean, I, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I, I feel like it became something without an author, um, <laughs> to my annoyance. And, uh, but yes, I, I was like, everyone's talking about this and, and, uh, but yeah, that's came from my story, but yes, I, but then when I found out what it was, I was like, I wonder how people are going to feel about this. Um, you know, he definitely hyped it up and admittedly so. Um, but it is seismic within the world of Vanderpump Rules for sure. And the cast, when I interviewed Sheena Shea on Friday and she had not seen the episode and didn't know what it was, but 
thought she had a good guess and wasn't impressed. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, she guessed right. Um, and, but some of the more wild ones certainly weren't correct. Even ones that kind of move the timeline back further of the affair relationship back further than, um, the summer, you know, unfortunately, well, I don't know if we'll know what's true, but We'll never know. I really do think that we will never know. And it seems like even someone like Ariana, who's probably the most entitled to know the truth, uh, she is, um, doesn't particularly care either. So I don't know if we'll ever find out. I feel like the surprise was, um, well, it depends on what you want a surprise to be. And what I felt this was, it was kind of nuanced. You know, certain people were like, oh, so she admits. And it's like, no, dude. There's thing it's what's not being said. Yeah. That is surprising about this clip. I mean, obviously it wasn't going to be the two of them in a shoot off in the Sir Alley. Like it wasn't going to be, <laughs> you know, some crazy. I, you know, I, I still, part of me is a shameful part of me still is like, maybe like she's pregnant, you know? Um, <laughs> and how would production know that she's not? How would they know yeah. to say that? Right. Sheena. Well, I can't remember. This wasn't in anything. I don't even know whether we got this on camera, but Sheena was like, she had her period when we were in, um, <laughs> in New York on March 1st. Oh, um, and the news came out. So Sheena was, Sheena knew it wasn't that, um, unless she'd gotten pregnant like post Scandaval, which would have been really quite something. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely riveting television and it was a, a different look for Raquel for sure. And who knows what she's going to say um, once we hear from her again. I mean, she's the one who could clarify even more about the timeline or other things um, if she fully turns on him, which frankly is in her best interest, I think. But, um, you know. Oh, yeah, she has to. And like, I, you know, whatever they're doing to her at that mental health facility, like I would assume the goal is to like sort of break her of these ex- like any existing thoughts that she may have had going in about this person being someone who she needs she needs to or could continue a relationship with. You know everyone's hung up on the postcards, but I think she's just bored. Like there's a lot of time in a place like that. I don't know how many people she would even have to write. So I'm kind of like you know, I don't think the postcards are as underhanded as some people think they are. But real quick Kate, do you mind giving me your Vanderpump journey? Has this been something you've covered for a long time or were you thrown into this with the whole Scandaval? How dare you? Um, (laughs) I've said to a couple of uh, people who've jumped on the bandwagon with this season, I've said, you know, you don't even go here. But um, I'm a Housewives completist um, from the start. And so... Um, you know, when, when the spinoff was announced, uh, that was coming in 2010, January, 2010, um, you know, and all of a sudden on Real Houses of Beverly Hills, uh, various SIR employees started showing up at Lisa Vanderpump throne parties. Sure. Uh, I was like, you know, and, and Brandy obviously really took one for the team when she, and I don't, I don't know if Lisa Vanderpump is thankful enough to her about this, but um, considering that, you know, that she had had an affair with Eddie Cibrian, Brandy's ex-husband, oh. um, 
And that was like the peg for the spinoff, right? If you remember, um, you know, Brandy had, had, was set up to have confrontation on camera um, and, and thus was born Vanderpump Rules. But yes, I was there from the start. I know. I remember being furious because I hate a little like backdoor situation like that when I'm watching something I feel taken advantage of. Um, So I remember being there watching that episode. First and foremost, I don't think anyone is appreciative enough of Brandy Glanville, let alone Lisa Vanderpump. Brandy Glanville to me is like a perfect housewife and that she's just she's like kind of like one of the New York girls with her craziness. Um, I really stood by her for longer than most people did. Um, I think I felt she did cross a line when she slapped Lisa in Amsterdam. Um, but for the most part, I really, I really loved Brandy. Um, and yeah, no, Lisa seems very cunning to me. She seems to be someone who forgets where she came from, you know, but meanwhile, like bashing that pool boy Cedric publicly, uh-huh. like he's a pool boy. I think Cedric was a grifter, Molly. I know he was. I know. It's like your Char living at Kathy Griffin's house. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you on that. It's just like, I don't know. I'm one of those people that like when I've been humiliated, I'm just going to stay quiet about it. You know, that's just who I am. I'm not going to yeah. I don't need to announce my humiliation. Um, but yeah, so you've been there since the beginning. I'll admit I'm one of the people who sort of dipped out and of course that is a phrase that I use all the time and now I can't say it without it sounding like some hokey reference but I <laughs> the, sort of, white, the white nail polish of it, American slang dipped oh out wait wait really quick just to, while we're on the white nail polish thing do you think that there's a chance that Tom went mental on that glamour writer because he knew Ariana was going to get the cover oh interesting um, that's a really good question. Uh, I feel, well, it was, you're the one who pointed out that of all the things that have been said about and written about Tom Sandoval recently, um, that he, like, he's just attacking a woman who writes for a woman's mag, women's magazine. Right. How, how indicative of his pathology that is. Um, and I thought that was incredibly True and astute. I mean, I don't, but that's a good question about the cover. I don't know. That story was really good. It was really good. And she looked beautiful in it. Like I really enjoyed because like the girls are always in like club wear and like that's typically how they're pictured and just seeing her sort of like stripped down was, I thought was really great. Um, But yeah, I mean like Kate, I would love to see him step to you like that. Like there's no, like of all things to be upset about, it's nail polish and he seems to completely misinterpreted the situation as well um and just to call him out he did not paint his nails rainbow at pride in michigan like he promised so fake ally another sin against uh the world yes i did not know that but i'm i'm glad that you do oh yeah so um yeah, I, I had dipped out um, around the season when Stassi and Kristen left, even though they left for very good reasons. Yeah. I just wasn't interested in being in the weeds of what seems like sort of the small stuff. I, I do. I like Charlie now, but like that whole gaggle of like randoms they brought in was so useless to me. Um, and of course, Sheena was the one who kept the whole thing propped up. We did get that bone chilling scene where Sheena 
hired a psychic for Dana um, (laughs) to communicate with her mom, but that was about it. Um, But then we find ourselves, you know, the show's at a record low for ratings. I thought for sure, if that original finale was supposed to be the finale, this show would have been canceled. Bravo doesn't really cancel stuff. I, I've heard that said, but, um, but I mean, they did have, they didn't go back and re-edit much. So they did have the whole, you know, the, uh, even if the scandal hadn't come out, they did have all of that undercover stuff of them dancing at the Abbey and Lala and James in that incredible scene with the fast forwarding and the rewinding, um, that I think that alone should win them an Emmy for editing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they, I, I think it would have been a good season. I feel like their lives, I mean, you know, the show is better when their lives are not going well, you know, I, am sorry to them, but, um, you know, the, the, the Schwartz and Katie divorce, like, I, I think there was, I think we had something, the first four episodes had been good, you know, and then, and then it became the parlor game of the scandal. But, um, you know, even when the trailer dropped, uh, in like January or something, I, you know, I'm very cautious since the last two seasons have been so bad, but I was like, I think we have something here. (laughs) Yeah. I don't dare hope, but you know, I think, I think this might be, you know, uh, but who, who knew what was on the horizon? I hope this like secrets revealed is just stopped with all the stuff they didn't edit and these weird moments. I, um, but yeah, no, I'm very much production. Didn't know Lisa didn't know, like, Besides the expense of it all, like, these people have jobs to do. And if they had known about this at all, like, not only would it burn their relationship with Ariana, who's talent on the show, but, you know, this is, um, this was an opportunity for big ratings. And thankfully, but not thankfully, they got it. I mean, I no, actually, thankfully, because I'm, I'm friendly with Ariana and they're, you know, and by extension, Tom. And, like, I wow. got to be... I gotta be. Oh yeah, I met I've met all all these gals. You know, Stassi went out to dinner with me one night in Glendale. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I'm like, come to Glendale. I bring over everyone over here. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think that I had not so uh, carefully asked Ariana why the fuck she was with him mm. a couple times and been like, why? You're smart. You're funny. He's not those things. Like, what do you guys talk about? What did she say? It would be like, oh, I just think he's like really generous and endearing. And we talk about science and I'm like, yeah, I, I bet you talk about science, you know, <laughs> but um, I'm also like, you know, I especially for a while, I was pretty good friends with her best friend, Meredith, hmm. um, whose highlights looked amazing. By the way, you go girl in that yep. final episode and Logan, her her blonde friend. Yes. Lived on my couch for six months. <sighs> Molly, you're at the center of the storm. I am. But at the same time, I will not be bothering Ariana with a text. Like I've texted things through her friends to her. I'm just like, don't bother her. But I think that they really need to have a sandwich called a shinini at something about her. I can't wait to eat the Greek salad sandwich. I, I really thought it looked good. And then in the glamour story, she said that that's the best one. And I was like, I can't wait. Although better have the line is going to be out the door. I'm, I can't go for the first like month or two. I don't think. 
if they don't have uh, gluten-free bread, I'm out. And I just don't think that I, I just, I hope they can make that allowance because they know that they're going to be very strict on not changing any ingredients. That's like their thing, right? You just have to order off the menu and you get what you get. So, okay. Um, all right. So was there anything that you learned throughout all of this behind the scenes that you're kind of surprised didn't come up? On the show? Yeah. Andy Cohen said, when we did, we did this, um, at Variety, we have this video feature called Making a Scene. Oh, girl, I know. Shout out to whoever lit that, because Shishu looked gorgine. I've never, I mean, yeah, she looked incredible. Meredith Warner, who is the executive producer of it, who is someone you might know, Molly, um, she, uh, she told, she asked the video, the production people to make that studio in the PMC building look as much like Vanderpump rules as possible. <laughs> like she gave them like a lookbook or something. But um, uh, so, so we did a, how the reunion came together and, um, and, and specifically focusing on the, you know, I'm doing air quotes revelation at the end Um, and, uh, but Andy Cohen said when I interviewed him for it, that, um, he asked Tom during his one-on-one about whether he was in love with Raquel and Tom, uh, wait, what did he say? He said he wouldn't say, I mean, obviously we saw him (laughs) really hesitate in the group setting too. Wouldn't say, wouldn't say, wouldn't say, finally admitted that he was, and then said, I just really don't want Ariana to see this and have it hurt her feelings, which it's like, that ship has sailed. <laughs> but I but I said to Andy, I was like, because he was like, I don't even think that's in the episode, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. And I was like, no, it's not. So, um, you know, that was a thing I was surprised by. Um, but I've never watched a secret's secrets revealed episode and this will be my first one ever so i'm excited to see what they um what they come up with but like to me i definitely when i did a uh and that interview with alex baskin for pegged to the um the scandal finale i said to him like very clearly like did production know anything that we didn't end up seeing on camera um on screen and and uh and he said, absolutely not, you know, that it, and if they had, they would have, if they had suspected anything, they would have done, come, you know, done, tried to do whatever they could to have that end up coming out, oh, you I mean, know. It's but, so easy. Like they could have just said to Ariana, like, maybe you should be paying more attention to some of these rumors, you know, like. They can produce a scene, right? Like that's what they do. So they would have definitely made sure, probably not at Sheena's wedding, but ideally not anyway, because you know this was her big chance. I like Brock. I do too. He seems nice. He does. He seems like he turned it around. Um, my, I have to tell you also, I love Lala. Um. Yeah. Same. Same. I mean, she has uh, had a great season. That's for sure. Yeah, I'd do anything for her. But um, yeah, so um, I also like, so let's talk about the reveal itself. Now, yes. 
vindicating what Lala had said that Lisa was, I don't know. And Lisa, I think we can all agree, like, is like that old woman who like, or like really honestly, the abusive mom whose kids finally hit back, you know, like felt very much out of place at this reunion. And her commentary was very odd. Um, But when she argued that, you know, Tom isn't a dangerous person, I don't think she... Maybe it's a generational thing. I do think part of it is like, yes, it's a huge, some would say potentially an overreaction to something that happens every day. Mm-hmm. The affairs happen every day. Um, Raquel was right. Like what happened there is pretty much like the definition of human. Yeah. That's so, right. you know, I think that was that was true. But, um, you know, Lala was really redeemed in calling him a dangerous person based off of what we saw from that interview, because, yep. you know, she um, she seemed like someone who was on the brink of a major meltdown. And I, my heart broke for her when she said she hates lying because I believe that mm-hmm. um, she's not good at it. And no. I do you think she might have been medicated for the like that her part of the reunion when she came out it was giving very much beta blocker to me yes um i mean i i don't know i i i do think there is there can sometimes be a disconnect between raquel and what is happening um in her immediate vicinity um and but andy cohen said that he was very concerned about her in general, and also at the reunion, um, and that he wondered whether she was medicated. But I do, you know, the the difference between Sheena's reactions when she was watching on a monitor in the trailer and and Raquel's, like, that was so uh, black and white, you know? Like, I mean, it was it was a person in their right mind watching some people say outrageous things. And it was someone who is not all there, you know, in some way, I think. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that big time and not in a mean way. I think like some words, specific words have been thrown around diagnoses that are, you know, um, difficult for people to, you know, understand, you know, they think of a relative they have, or they think of one thing or another. Um, like I'm heavily learning disabled. Like I thought maybe there was like an auditory processing disorder as well with her, something like that, which I completely understand, you know, like cited some of that herself when there was that beauty pageant, um, you know, this is like right after, uh, right after the scandal broke, I think. Right. And, and she, there was a, um, there was someone who was diagnosed, and Raquel commented on her Instagram and said she could relate. Um, yeah, that's so Rob Dietrich's way. Open that door, um, but uh, but yeah, we we don't have to. I think everyone kind of knows um, that as, you know she's twenty eight. She's a full adult, but she, you know, Alex Baskin said she it acts childish, and that is certainly true. And her parents do seem to have a certain amount of control over her life. Um, but uh, but 
Um, yeah. Did you want to talk more about the revelation? And, and Yeah. So um, I have some questions here from listeners. Um, one was like, do you think the revelation in the end is really just showing us how dark Tom is to control the lives, uh, lies with Rachel? And I think the answer to that is probably yes. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was so, her phrasing was so interesting. I thought, um, and I mean, I found it to be, you know, I don't, I've never liked her as a screen presence. You know, I've, I've always just, she's just always been there. Um, but I did, I did feel for her in, in that segment in a way that I'd never had before. And it did seem genuine as opposed to the crocodile tears that Sandoval had been giving at the reunion. But the you know, when she said, this is the one thing we agreed we would never talk about, like the, you know, that they had sex, obviously the night that she slept over. I mean, that's like the biggest duh ever. And yet, um, of course they did. And of course Schwartz knew it. And, you know, I, I, it's, but, you know, and when she put the way she put it, like, it's a bad look to have sex with, in someone's house, especially when they're at a, their grandmother's funeral or however she put it, like, it's like, yeah, it is, you know, but I mean, how could he do that? And I- the- and they got together was after the dog died, apparently. Like Ariana's like on the floor mourning her best friend Charlotte, you know? Like it's just I don't even understand him. Oh yeah. I still cry about Wags dying like all the time. And like it's been like almost three years, you know what I mean? So it's like I, I that that type of devastating loss, especially a dog that you had, you know, she had Charlotte in her like early twenties through her late thirties. And like, it, that's just like a dev, it's just a devastating loss. Cause like that animal has really gone through everything with you. Um, she was was- too. I mean, he lived with her for years. Like it's really, yeah, it's really just, um, I don't know. The things he says really don't make sense. And and I I do look forward to season 11, maybe focusing on that more and less about Raquel. Yeah, well, so th- this um sort of segues besides besides all that, was there anything else like maybe a line or something that stuck out to you from Raquel's um, interview? Because you're so right. Like the thing he wanted to lie about, it's such he's that's why he's just such a dumbo. Because it's just, it's like the stupidest thing. Like, I think we can all agree that it's pretty obvious what happened there. And that Schwartz knew. And, like, it's so dirty of Schwartz to make that joke about Raquel liking taken men. Because, like, at that point, Oliver was taken, yes. But Schwartz wasn't taken. He knew about Yeah. So he's like, it's one of those things that he did that's, I was explaining it to my mom. It's like, you know, when someone does that, so like the two people who are embarrassed will like silently just like, just sit there in their humiliation. But then also the cruelty of knowing that this will most likely come out and that Ariana will eventually feel like a fucking moron for like eating her chips and her sandwich and laughing when that joke was made. (sighs) It's so, it's so bad. I mean, Yeah, I, I, I. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that she, I mean, they obviously, and I asked Alex Baskin this, um, not, it's not a big deal, but I, I, I said to him, um, uh, when I interviewed him for this video feature and then I was talking to him afterward and I said the questions that Jeremiah Smith, who's the showrunner, was asking, they obviously seem to be things that you guys had figured out as yeah. the puzzle. Like, what was the thing about St. Louis? Like, that was obviously something. Um, I And I don't know whether she oh. had a p- picture on her Instagram and hit it or something like that like they they were able to produce that at you know no so like do you know how they had a friend who died like tom's childhood best friend so yeah his childhood best friend basically like blew the fuck up on tom and was like i don't fuck with you and um you know Kristen had said on her podcast and ariana had also made a post like i think that they were all very good friends with this guy back in st louis Mm -hmm. um and I believe that he sold that picture to TMZ. Oh, shit. And he also was in the Reddit before he passed, and he was sharing a lot of dirt on them. Um, Someone just posted it today, I think, in the Vanderpump Rules, because people had been sort of quiet about what his profile was. Um, Just, I guess, I don't know why this, like, all of a sudden Reddit has respect for this one very sensitive thing. But, um, yeah, so he had been, he basically had, had like completely iced Tom out was over him. Like their last conversation was when Tom had found out via his publicist, when they were trying to cover up the sleepover mm-hmm. rumors, um, Ollie was there in St. Louis with Tom 
because Tom left to St. Louis later that day. If you remember, he took a Southwest flight out of Burbank. And um, and people online are like, oh, he must be poor. And it's like, no, babe, I don't think you get it. Like, that's actually like the luxury experience to fly on Southwest out of out of L.A. But yeah, so he was back in St. Louis and he got a call from his publicist saying, like, I'm trying to bury the sleepover thing. But also, I want you to know that Raquel did go in and do a second interview and she admitted in that interview that you guys had been going on like you know it was more frequent than than like you claimed it was more uh intimate etc so so he was on his friend ali's phone or no he was on his phone and threw it and broke it and then had to start texting his pr person through um ali's phone so those those screenshots were like preserved and posted to the um reddit i'm gonna need links oh i'm 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 working on it right now i mean the links don't stop (laughs) um wow i did not know that so anyway that was a thing that i i had said to uh alex baskin just about like where were jeremiah's questions coming from like was this the opportunity just to go in on everything that you guys had figured out in between, because that interview took place on March 29th, you know, between March 1st and March 29th, was that everything that you had just wondered about, thought was sketchy, didn't add up. And and he was, you know, he was basically like, yep, <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, I thought that was, uh, and that guy is obviously really good at his job. <laughs> Um, and, and the cast seemed to love him. Right. I mean, you know, I don't think you, you, um, I don't think you like spill your guts like that to someone who is, you know, someone you don't care about speaking with. And I feel like that's a real, I mean, the the confessionals are really the thing that sets Bravo shows apart from, um, other reality shows like they yeah. do so late in the editing process they add the new ones that um you know when they see like what the storylines are what the audience is actually loving and you know and responding to they you know they do confessionals and uh anyway that's just like makes that's what makes those shows better than any other shows to me Wait, so question, do you think, because this is my theory, when Katie called Tom and Schwartz, um, like, disgusting lovers, do you think that she was trying to make a disgusting brother's reference, but they (laughs) wouldn't let her because it was, like, too zeitgeisty? Wait, when was that? Um, It was when she was, I think it was when she was talking to, after speaking to Tom, uh, the apartment during the finale and she called them oh true yeah true disgusting lovers succession hadn't premiered yet oh no like those were filmed starting on march 3rd and succession premiered at the end of march so oh well i mean disgusting brothers you know that's uh a brilliant thing that we can take with us forever and apply yeah, it's something we always have. Um okay, so um yeah, so 
I will say though, I do think that, and I want to, I know that this is again, sort of like going back to this Rachel thing, Raquel thing. Sorry. I don't like it when people call her Rachel and I'm trying to beat that out of my vocab because I just am like, you know, I agree with her. Like if someone says this is my name, you fucking call them that, you know, and it's not, yeah. it, it's not of even all the like- shows for people to get all uppity about it. Uh, you know, Jason Jack's couchy. I mean, you know, that's ridiculous. Um, you know, and, and the Lala thing aside is, uh, yeah, I mean, I, but I, tr- I've tried to call her Rachel and it won't stick in my mind. Like to me, she's just Raquel. And, you know, I tried for a bit when everyone was doing it and I, it, I failed. So I've just gone back to just calling her by her chosen name. You have a pure soul. I appreciate that about you. So, um, I, I, you know, I was seeing a lot of people say this and I kind of have to agree. I do feel like the producers were maybe a little too manipulative with her. I mean, like, yes, she's obviously lying and like has no poker face, but it did feel a little, I don't know. I, I saw my friend John Levenstein say it and I just was like, thank you for vocalizing this. But yeah, I, I felt it was a little... It was probably the best thing for Raquel that they did this to her, but it actually felt like, you know, I don't like, I don't know. It felt a little much for me. Um, my home phone is ringing, Molly, which I still have, but. Uh, no worries. I'll um pause for a second. Yeah. So any questions on like the tactics, I guess, from the producers? Well, I, I don't, I don't agree. I mean, I think that you got to do what you got to do. I think that's their job. And I also think I love when a a Bravo show, the housewives do it sometimes um, when they do the breaking of the fourth wall um, and you see like how the production is dealing with things um, famously in the season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with Denise Richards, um, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I really, I like that. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, it, it also, I bet happens more than we think that, yeah. you know, like if you think Erica Jane's producer isn't like trying to press her on things more than she's willing to, talk about i i think that that's the process sometimes with the more difficult interviews and i also think raquel wanted to say those things oh for sure for sure um yeah and it was necessary i think so um it's bothered me this whole time that so many people are like she's not in a rehab she's not getting mental health care and i'm like come on like i would be shitting and pissing myself in a corner in a fucking <laughs> straight jacket if I was Raquel right now like the vitriol that has been it's just so outsized compared to what Tom has had to deal with like yeah, yeah. you know but the way people are you know I know this is like kind of crazy but like I kind of do hope Raquel is like fucking half the husbands of these people online <laughs> I'm stuffed to say it are because like it's just like you come on you're crazy like stop like I'm sorry something happened to you but like this it's not it's Raquel is not emblematic of the entire world of cheating so um 
Yeah, Rachel wrote in and wants to know, like, do you think she's actually in a legit mental health facility? For sure. Um, And and whether or not she and Tom spent one last fun weekend together at Miraval, like maybe that happened. Um, I'm I don't know, but I just she she has not been seen nor heard from in two months, and that's not really possible in this age of the paparazzi. So, uh, and also, you know, Ariana would have gone and watched what happens live after the, you know, Scandal finale and just been like, she's not really anywhere. She's right. in, you know, at, at the Canyon Ranch in, in Arizona or something, you know, and, and, and the let, the letter that, uh ariana said people don't write letters anymore so that's like the the there's there's no way that she's not where yeah where she is that's someone who's bored in a rehab and has like eight addresses committed to memory and is sending them out i do think it's interesting that well i understand ariana couldn't open the letter and read it and i frankly don't think for her own mental health she should have she would have a return address on there. And obviously it'd be so fucking classless. And I do think Ariana is generally a very classy person to name any place she might be. It is possible to at least be like, oh, it came from XYZ town. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that's in Ariana's or anyone's best interest to, you know, she doesn't, you know, Ariana doesn't go low, uh, except to Tom. Whatever. She goes low when she's talking to them, but, um, you know, I don't know if you saw the very uncomfortable, um, TMZ video of, uh, paparazzi. It's like, there's a photo agency backgrid that seems to be following them around all the time. It's he, yeah. That did the interview with Raquel in that nail salon parking lot also, but this guy like really followed Ariana around at the airport and, um, and, you know, she, she even ex, ex vaguely expressed some sympathy toward Raquel, um, you know, post, post part three of the reunion. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, I don't know. I think that, uh, that this is all, I don't know. Ariana's doing great. And I, yes. I also like in that glamour profile that she explained that, yeah, she's taking every dollar anyone wants to give her and, you know, and she wants to for herself and for her family. And I really hope she gets to sell that house because. Yeah. I mean, the people who are anyone who's like kind of like chastising her, like giving her shit for taking those ads is literally like the definition of a broke hater. Like, this is exactly the type of moment she should, I mean, because, like, it's just true. Reality moments come and go. You know, I don't know that her acting career is going to be taken super seriously. She could ride this for as long as possible. I hope she, I honestly, I think unless there's, like, a person there, like, it would literally have to be who Jeremy Renner. That, <laughs> was he the actor who basically got, like, um, smushed into smithereens recently? Like, yes. it would it would have to be Jeremy Renner uh, as competition in order for her to lose Dancing with the Stars because she does have rhythm, and we saw what she did when she was a backup dancer for Sheena, so she does have it in her. 
And um, she's just so universally adored right now. I could really see her taking that mirror ball home. And that's a nice chunk of money that you get from that. Um, so someone wants to know, uh, Do you, this is uh, from Ms. on our Patreon. Do you think Raquel will have a redemption arc in the public eye and potentially go on to make money from off the situation by, for example, releasing a tell-all book, promoting mental health apps, etc.? Or is it more likely that she'll fade away from the public eye? That is such a good question. I really don't know. I don't know if people are ready for a redemption arc yet. Uh, maybe they would be, but I don't know. I have a question. Let's let's just talk about this for a second. So I, I listened to the Sheena Sheena's podcast and Lala's podcast, and both of them feel like if the scandal hadn't happened that Raquel would have won the season. And I don't understand that theory at all. Like I, I mean, and again, I've, I've never really enjoyed her as a, as a cast member, but I don't like all of the, the short stuff I thought really didn't go her way. And, um, and, and also the Oliver and the, they're just, I don't know other than the very human moment of her having that panic attack when they were driving to Lake Havasu and everyone being very nice to her, I felt like she was like showing up where she wasn't invited, you know, inter like just shoving herself into situations where she had no business, like between Schwartz and Katie. I don't really, I don't find her to be compelling as a sympathetic protagonist. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe there are huge Raquel fans out there who I haven't met. Oh, God. Well, they're all just like, you know, truly hashtag men's rights. Like, there's a lot of people that are, have turned on Ariana. Again, broke hater mentality. But I've seen that there is like a subset. There's even a Reddit group called like Tom and Raquel shippers or something. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, you're... Like, how much do you have to hate? How antisocial do you have to be to be rooting for them, of all people? Or, like, the women showing up to his shows and, like, rubbing his chest. Like, are you kidding? Are they kidding, though? Like, I, maybe I don't are? think so. Really? Ay. No, because there's always people who are, like, desperate enough to just be by association a part of something. Um, there are There's always women who, like, go for... Yeah, I mean, like, um, I think someone said it, and I don't know who it was, I, but uh, someone was like, yeah, there's women who write, oh, on The View, like, there's women who write serial killers, you know, like, there's people who are attracted to people who have done bad things, because almost like, you know, speaking of, you know, just to borrow a phrase from the season, forbidden fruit, like, okay. they're, the, they're the ones you can't go near. By the way, I have to say, if I did have a moment of pure, pure jealousy during all of this, it was when Lala... And Ariana got to go on the view. Oh, really? I was like steaming mad. I was furious um, because that's my like my favorite thing in the world is the view. So, um, yeah, but I, I see it this way, Kate. I see like an NBC, like 9 p.m. news interview with Raquel where she has done work maybe on the other side of like. 90 days or something i do think she might come back mid-season i mean she's got amends to make you know and um in a different world 
if Ariana, if Kristen hadn't been so fucking crazy and if Ariana had decided to sort of leave Tom after Miami girl, there was a lot of Raquel's interview that reminded me of like, you know, on a different timeline, Ariana would be giving this exact same interview. I love Kristen and I will hear no criticism of her. Um, uh, I, I mean, you know, I I would like to see, and you, you seem to be very detail oriented with this stuff. But has Ariana owned up to her behavior during the Kristen situation anywhere publicly? I mean, I think that oh, in, in fighting Kristen to be on the show, um, what what did I what did I miss? How did you miss pish posh on me? In the finale episode, when she kind of went to Kristen and was like, I'm really sorry about all this. And Kristen was real quick to spread the soundbite around of just her saying, like, you know, Ariana tried to apologize to me. But what he did, you know, Tom and I were expired. We were over. Like, it had gone on too long. We were just too codependent. Um, And so what happened with her is nothing like what happened with me and Tom. Um, And I think that was... Yeah, right. that's also another reason why a lot of people have kind of turned on Ariana um, in more recent weeks. It's because, like, they're like, you, everyone cheats here. Like, you know, she's no better. And it's like, well, actually, she is better. But she's, like, literally like the most. Pretty immediately that people were like, you know, how you how you got them is how you lose them. You know, like that kind of thing. But, I mean, I do feel like Kristen being being the voice out there saying, you know, she did me a huge favor. That was a, you know, of course we should have broken up years before um, was and, and Ariana inviting Kristen, but I I mean, just in the details of how they did gaslight Kristen were, I would like to hear, I would like for the two of them to sit down and have a personal reckoning um, that we could witness. Um, but, uh, you know, just because they did tr- treat Kristen like she was crazy and she, you know, wasn't being crazy at all in this these instances. And, um, you know, but obviously in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, I... I I don't know. I, I did not know about those Reddit forums that where people ship. Uh, <laughs> it's like crazy. Or if you just look at it, uh, like Ariana's comment sections, like the tides are changing, um, mm-hmm. which she predicted herself um, in uh, the LA Times, I think, did a profile on her where she said or New York Times where she said, like, anytime someone a woman is put on a pedestal, like it's only a matter of time until she falls. And truthfully, yeah, it's often the people who put a woman on a pedestal who are the first to push her off, you know? So, um, okay. One last little exploratory world, and then I'll let you go because as I told you beforehand, you guys, I was so now Kate is, has always been kind to me. I have no reason to think that you would be like, no, or just like blow me off. But, (laughs) but I did, I did tell you before we started this, that like, I feel like asking Joe Biden for an interview would have been an easier ask at this point. Cause he's kind of old, you know, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel like, you know, 
oh shit, I hope I didn't do anything, you know? Like, so I was like very much like, (laughs) I was very thrilled and also immediately like, oh my God, I cannot believe you agreed to do this. So thank you again, just for being here with me. But thank you for having me. Um, (laughs) I reject that comparison, but, um, but yes, go on, go on. You have your mental faculties about you. It's funny though, that (laughs) you said like how long someone had tried to like say, I don't know, you know, people just say mean things to you or whatever when you're online. Um, someone had called me like a fading internet personality from 2013. And I was like, excuse me, I'm from 2008. So like, I would really watch your mouth and like study your facts. Like I'm absolutely from 2008. Um, anyway, uh, so let's talk about the Schwartz of it all. I think it's interesting yes. that Schwartz is coming around saying that he is pissed off at Sandoval. Part of me also thinks, well, like, are you really taking a break from him or is Tom just on tour? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I, I really, I think, um, I don't know. I, I, I have disliked Schwartz for years, so I'm Mm -hmm. not going to say I feel sorry for him because he has, he has been so awful to Katie for so long. Um, and, you know, but I do feel that, you know, and I, I think I've written this, that, that the Toms are actually the central romance of the show. Uh, yeah. over the past 10 seasons, they're the central relationship. They're the axis of it. And, um, you know, when things were really dire during that season that you were referring to, I was like, God, they have to get, they have to just reboot the show, get rid of pretty much everyone except, and then just center it around the Toms, uh, Ariana and Katie. And just, you know, if anyone else wants to come into Tom Tom, then, you know, fine. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it really does seem, that he, I mean, there's a real, what did he know and when did he know it thing? And I can't mm-hmm. imagine the answer to that is anything other than immediately, which does make it as what James said uh, in the reunion, like really incesty and weird that um, Schwartz then made out with Raquel. There was also that really dark moment um with Schwartz in the third episode of the reunion when he was saying to Raquel, you know, we had a thing, right? I mean, we had a dynamic and like, she'd already had sex with Sandoval, even by their own admission of that timeline. And in the adjusted timeline, we're having sex during that wedding weekend. Disgusting. So like, I mean, that is so, what was he thinking was it just the Xanax talking? I mean, I don't, you know, I, it, that was really, that was so dark. Um, oh my God. I could not believe he like, well, first of all, it's like, obviously a like prop comedy that he was doing with that Xanax. Um, some people I've seen are like being sensitive about it. They're like, if he needs to take his medication, I'm like, that hasn't been sitting in his fucking suit jacket all day. If it was, he would have just had one pill in there. This was supposed to be his like, comedy moment but like his jokes almost never land so that was just another moment with that but I do think that there's some I'm sure you've probably seen this comparison but there's a piece of writing and I'm sorry I can't credit the author for this right now but it's about how with men 
like their true relationships are with other men because when they look are looking for someone um for validation or when they're looking for um you know for a shoulder to cry on or for an idea they'll always go to other men and that like you know even straight men and possibly in particular straight men there's something very homoerotic about the nature of their friendship right for sure and i for think sure. they they definitely qualify as that um have you well, been so just, to, just to uh just to say that i think schwartz can take xanax all day uh, and should have in that instance, you know, I'm sure, you know, I, I can't even imagine do, taping one of those reunions, but it was really Sandoval saying like making it like a HIPAA issue <laughs> that was so maddening. And, oh. you know, when he was like, this is, this is your private medication and that he's throwing it at Ariana. Like, it's like Sandoval read the room really like like listen to your best friend who doesn't give a shit about his pills flying around like it's fine and stop making everything into some point that you can make that will hopefully even out the wrongs you've done you know because that's not going to happen this season or or anytime soon so um, you know, that was, that was to me what stood out in, in that, in that sequence of events there. Yeah. I, um, I, I thought it was interesting as well that when Ariana, um, when he said that disgusting shirt comment about which Kate, yeah. I don't know about you, but like, I, I tweeted, like I would fuck in a snowsuit if I could, like, to me, there's like, no, if I'm having sex with someone, I know what they look like naked. And it's like really not some big mystery to me if they're wearing a T-shirt or something. But um, the only person he apologized to for that comment was Schwartz. Oh, God. And I think Schwartz probably was in tune with how nasty that comment was to make because I know Katie has also dealt with body issues. Obviously, Ariana has dealt with body issues, but Katie has dealt with that too. And I think he just knew... You know, I mean, maybe that was one of the few times he might have been tuned in to what Katie dealt with when she was being fat shamed on the show. Schwartz like collapsed when Sandoval said that Uh, he really folded in on himself in a way that like, you know, we don't need an Us Weekly body language expert to (laughs) say he was like screaming like, I can't believe this is my guy, you know? Yeah, he's so he's so fucked with him. It's crazy. Um, have you been to Schwartz and Sandy's? You know, I haven't, and I live in Silver Lake, so I really should go. Have you Have you been? So one of my friends, uh, Ronnie Karam, hosts a show called Watch What Crappens, and yeah. it, it was funny because he had been in town for like the Bravo for his live show the night before, and Ariana had been the guest, and this was maybe a week or two before the Scandaval thing broke um because it was like a do you remember those really bad hollywood blackouts Ooh. that were happening after like in the middle of the rain so it was like that night and i remember having to go yeah. to my friend eric's house after and like charge up his batteries and like lift his spirits because he was just so demoralized that the lights would come on for like an hour and then go back out so we had gone to schwartz and sandy's that night and ronnie had made a funny comment because people kept walking up to him and he's like oh my God, this looks like, you know, thank God it's you because this would look psychotic if like you were anyone else because it was like basically just a train of people coming up to Ronnie and being like, I'm such a big fan. And he's like, what are the odds that I would take you here? So um, listen, Kate, 
How's I the- did give a note to Greg. Uh, not Greg. Who's the younger guy that manages? Brett. Maybe. Yeah. Like I did give a note to him where I said, like, you know, they're they're clearly printed menus. Like they definitely just print them on nice paper from Kinko's or something. And I said, it would be great if you could update this with allergens on it because like, you know, toss a gluten-free, toss a vegan at the end if you can. But, you know, no. Like, especially like the two people I was with, like they're they're people that would clean their plate, you know, and um, none of us took home our leftovers. The drinks were fine. Um, the decor is definitely cool. I, I feel like really exhausted when I hear people just be like, oh, it's in a strip mall. And it's like, no, like, let's not downplay uh-huh. Franklin Village, you know, it, that's Los Angeles. You know, someone isn't hasn't lived here when they say it's in a strip mall although james kennedy says it right i mean yeah but it's like i don't think james kennedy has left the same like eight blocks his entire time in la agora hills where he where his big djing uh gig was um but yes i mean you know no offense to agora hills it's just it's just a funny thing to insult the east side when um yeah but yeah. Um, no, I would like to go. I, yeah, I you should go like for a drink. That um, I like going to uh, the Oaks Deli that's right there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I would like to go. I, I hear it's very empty most of the time. Yeah, I would say fill up at Birds and then head over there for like a couple $17 cocktails. This is my secret pitch or not secret, but it's like, this is my pitch for Tom Sandoval and how he can maybe redeem himself somehow or like keep the business in business. I think he should become a Scientologist because it's right across the street from the celebrity center and Scientologists do not let each other fail. They'd be so happy to have him and be a part of his redemption arc. I think he just needs to be a Scientologist. (laughs) How can you get him this message? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to post this to the main feed. So hopefully he's just out there the way I'm sure he is searching his name every day. Yeah. Did did you not um, feel very worried when Ariana said that, you know, he's a true believer in any publicity is good publicity and this is all just fuel for him? Like that was like really worrisome. Yeah. Um <laughs> driving off of all of this something uh something came out it was on vial files i think but nick had run into which by the way i loved seeing you on um because nick is like secretly maybe not so secretly my enemy um oh no not really i just i i like i'm like he's not hot why is he why is he this guy who's on the bachelor over and over again um but um yeah no he never did anything to me in his life um but um he said on an on the most recent episode with Amy Kaufman, who's a friend of yeah. mine, um, that he ran into Tom's manager and Tom's manager basically said that, like, Tom has been, you know, he can't really control him. But also his attitude towards everyone regarding all of this is like, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because well, Lala did make, you know, one point three million off of hoodies. Right. Lala said recently on her podcast that uh that he has looked at all the opportunities that have come ariana's way with resentment and a why not me uh attitude that uh if that's true 
um, that's just like, you know, okay, you don't know the difference between right and wrong. So we have to go back to the basics of being a human being, you know, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do. It's not surprising that his parents, by the way, I know people are like disappointed about this, but like, it's not, it's really not surprising that his parents are standing beside him. Um, you know, one of the worst breakups I ever had, like the hardest person to say goodbye to were his parents. Um, but they had sort of, he had gotten to them first, you know, and, um, probably said a bunch of crazy shit about me. So yeah, um, I feel I feel for her on that, and I feel for the family. Did you know his brother's a psych- psychologist? No, God, Molly, you know so much more than I do. I need to, I need to, I need you to tell me things all the time. If you want me to do a pass on anything, let me know. I mean, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I, I know you don't need my help at all. But if you ever do, if you ever have a question or something, um. You know, I can't always say that I have the most reputable sources, but okay. I'd be I'd be happy to help out. Um, but yeah, Kate, this was a fucking blast. Um, where where can people more directly find your work? I'll be sure to link to you, like your page on Variety. Um, but is there anything else that you want to plug or let people know about? Um, no, not not really. I mean, we're um, we are. Uh... Yeah, no, I'm I'm on Twitter, unfortunately, still. Um, you know, I'm, I'm never on, leaving. But I'm private. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, we're rolling out Actors on Actors right now, which I'm very proud of and have um, participated in every year, which is a feature that Variety does um, that's great. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you know, thank you for having me and um, thanks for reading. And I, this isn't over. Um, we still have to find out who's coming back and and whether old cast members are coming back, any of them. Um, let me know what you hear about that, Molly, since you might. Um, and uh, and otherwise, thanks. Thanks so much. This was very fun. Yeah, you guys are the best. Uh, like you, everyone that's covering this over at uh, Variety has been so on it. Um, so, yeah, Kate, thank you so much for being here. You are amazing. We appreciate you. And you guys will talk to you soon. Bye. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And we're your hosts of the Real Hauntings Podcast. We bring on guests to share their firsthand encounter ghost stories and supernatural experiences. Now on to the trailer. I've been warned to not tell this story, but... I think because of the way it ends, it's okay to tell this story. Because some people say that with certain entities, to like speak of them or talk about them or in any way like portray them as powerful will attract them to other people. The creepiest thing about it to me is a lot of times it would wait for me to notice it. Like, it would just lay its arm out like this, and then I'd be like, where is it, where is it? And then I'd see it, and then it would just slither back. For more information on the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast, make sure you check out real.fm to learn more about our podcast and many other amazing podcasts.